Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling, Wayne Simeon, Shandon Anderson, Joey Devine, Michael Doliak, Darrell Wright, Sean Keane, Earl the Pearl Baron, Jason Capono, Patreons, Bridget Willard, thank you Bridget, Russell Rusty Mahogian, thank you Rusty, Christine D'Amato, thank you Christine, musical guest, Gloria Estefan, and the Miami Sound Machine, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we are back with a finals preview. I'm here, as always, with America's Uncle Dad, your friend and mine, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, good. Today, my, my dog came back today, so I'm, I'm in. Where was she your just, dog? She just went with my girlfriend to her mom's house. Mm. Um, I should say off great. the top, we do have to talk about something that's been in the news mm-hmm. about us. It is true that yes, Taylor Swift's boyfriend was on this podcast seven years ago. And yes, he did do a Ching Chong uh, Asian voice. But no, we do not think you should uh, be mad at Taylor Swift for that. No, um, no, it's not her fault. You should also not be mad at us for it. I mean, um, definitely don't be mad at us. You should also... I also think you should be mad at the guy, the the guy who did the racist voice. Um and his name is Nick Mullen. No, um, my, uh, it's a friend of a friend of the show. Just kidding, Nick. He's never going to hear this. All right. He doesn't um, care. He He's uncancelable. No, um, the other thing I will say is um, stop calling that guy's band a rock band. That is not rock music. I don't know what it is, but uh, it's not rock music. Anyway, all right. (laughs) Sean, some business off the top. Uh, Round Rock Pod on Twitter, at Round Rock Pod on Twitter, roundrockpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to email us, um, call us on the phone with the number in the description, buy our t-shirts, 
Patreon.com slash roundrockpod is where you can hear Sean review Shaquille O'Neal's things and uh, mm-hmm. other stuff that we just do all the time. I'll um, be talking about Shaq and Kareem. Soon. I know. I still have not watched that. The it's reason okay. that it's... episode has not come out is Sean asked me to watch... 30 minutes of television and I have not gotten around to doing it. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a little, just, can I give you a little spoiler? Yeah, of course. There's some filler. Uh, Yeah. I imagine that that 22 and a half minutes or whatever it is. Um, Sean, when are you going to go to big chicken? Uh, wait, wait, where, where is big chicken located? Uh, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of them. I think there's one in Las Vegas. Um, Ooh, let's see. Well, I guess in summer league, possibly uh, <laughs> if there's one in New Orleans, I'm going to New Orleans in two weeks. So maybe if, well, if there is one chicken... in Los Angeles in Glendale. Okay. Um, okay. Well, that's good to know. I guess. Yeah. I'll, I will have to review that. Um, that'll <laughs> that be is a fun Shaquille thing. O'Neal's restaurant. Um, there's one at Arizona State. There's one in Gilbert, Arizona. There's Boy, one in Valencia, really California. There's one so in like, North Hollywood. I, uh, I feel like learning that it's near Arizona State and Magic Mountain seems completely correct. Um, there's, you know I mean? there, yeah, there's one at the Hollywood Casino in North Baton Rouge, Louisiana. There's one in Rosemont, Illinois. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh there is one at the CFG Bank Arena in Baltimore. Um there's one at the UBS Arena in Elmont, New York. And there's one in Las Vegas on Paradise Road. Oh yeah. Well, oh, there's two. There's also one at the Tropicana in uh Las Vegas. There's several in austin texas um should we eat at big chicken before the traditional round ball meetup i guess we'll have to talk about the round ball meetup we're not off really the air. sure that um, the millionaire matchmaker slot machine has survived necessarily. i'm i'm sure it's still there um i'm not sure i'm gonna be able to go to summer league but we'll talk to that <laughs> we'll off we'll, we'll talk to sean off air about that <laughs> um and we will announce that later um Sean, oh, a lot by the way, happened. Joey, oh, the next yeah. thing that's going to be at that Baltimore arena is Stars on Ice featuring Olympic champion Nathan Chen. Mm-hmm. Also on July 1st, you can check out LL Cool J, the F-O-R-C-E live. Uh, I guess that's a tour with The Roots, DJ Jazzy Jeff, DJ Z Trip. I don't know about him, but he is billed higher than Queen Latifah, Salt and Peppa, Big Boy, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Common, De La Soul. Uh, and iced tea. That sounds like what an awesome thought? concert. Actually, um, that's great. Yeah, Method yeah. Man's there. Rick Ro- Rick Ross. Well, I don't want to go. So I don't, uh, Rick, Ross Rick Ross be. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> MC Light. <laughs> yeah, that's great. The Goody Mob. Wow. Wow. Um, Common's just gonna do spoken word stuff. I believe. He's talk <laughs> no, he's just gonna talk about, gonna talk about AI. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and drones. Wait, it's drones that he talks about in that Microsoft commercial. Anyway, uh, um, <laughs> uh, Sean, speaking of reader mails, uh, we have kind of a lot actually. Um, let's do some mail first. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots. 
All right, Sean, we got an email from our friend Mark Langford. Um, Fantastic. He asks, uh, GM job slash nepotism. Hi, guys. This is Mark from NorCal, friend slash fan of the podcast. He's an actual friend. We know him in person. Hearing today after the Bob Myers exit that Lakeup has two kids in the decision-making board, question mark, and might promote one to GM, second question mark. <laughs> Wondering if you guys know any other stories of NBA nepotism promotions and what effect it may have had on the team's success. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Um... <laughs> Well, uh, I think the Warriors will be in the clear as long as one of the Lakeups doesn't marry Jay Moore. Yeah, that's a good that's a good <laughs> thing to know. Um, I will say the thing that I'm uh, most worried about, concerned about, unhappy mm-hmm. about uh, is the fact that Joe Lakeup's sons are named Kirk and Kent. Yeah, I mean, doesn't that just sound like? If, if those guys were in a movie about a summer camp, they would be on the bad guy's side. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, they also sound like... Uh, Kent Lakeup sounds like the name of the guy trying to steal the corporation from Billy Madison. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I would say nepotism generally doesn't go well in any industry. Yeah, I mean, it seems it's it's like way more common than you even realize in the NBA, though. Yeah, well, and in uh, life. The, yeah, well, yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, you can just kind of get a job because not even because of your dad, but like your friend's dad from prep school. Yeah. Or like your connections from prep school who let you sell your podcast empire. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not really talking about anyone specifically there, um, but like, yeah, you, uh, but yeah, you look about trying to think who's the, who's the worst Grunfeld. Is he the worst nepotism? Uh, no, it's James Dolan. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that is true. I just assume, I kind of consider him as just inheriting the business, but yeah, that's. That, I mean, that is an impetism hire. Yeah. Um, um, sons of owners uh, are really bad news. It seems like Atlanta was forced to hire uh, Quinn Snyder basically just because the owner's son was so crazy. Mm-hmm. Also, they're running the Hawks out of Los Angeles. That seems weird. You mean out of uh, Atlanta? You said running well, the, the Hawks out of Los Los Angeles. Oh, they're sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I mean. Is like sorry, like I was. Only- I- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Sean, they're not located in Los Angeles. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, are you where... thinking of the Oakland A's? <laughs> um, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say you'd think because the Lakers have had such rocky um, relations with the siblings and they've sued each other, and it was kind of terrible um, there for a little bit. But actually, the Lakers are sort of a case of nepotism being okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it just they picked the wrong kid initially. Yeah. That's yes. really the yeah. problem. It's yeah. not that uh, that was that was nepotism fighting sexism. Yeah, and uh-huh. actually, yeah, that was actually okay. Um, 
Um, but even yeah. then, at least the kid who was bad was still like pretty good at hiring other nepotism hires that were like good at drafting people, right? Because he yeah. hired all of Jerry West's kids who like find Austin Reeves. Yeah, um, and I'm sorry, Ernie <laughs> Grunfeld is not a nepotism. Yeah, no, I don't know why you said Ernie Grunfeld. Um, <laughs> uh, I we like the calves, the weird calves nepotism son, right? J.B. Bickerstaff? No, the owner. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, the uh, art collector? Yeah, the, the guy who makes street art, uh, who's like, all he cares about is the Cavs doing street art and sort yeah, of leaves yeah, yeah. basketball alone. Um, That's cool. But they, yeah. Yeah, they also have a nepotism coach, J.B. Bickerstaff, America's official interim coach. Um, I actually I think, think nepotism coach is generally okay. Michael Malone, that's a nepotism Michael Malone. Coach. I mean, Ryan Saunders, not great, but... I mean, um, the thing is, he just got hired too early. Yeah. You probably shouldn't hire a 32-year-old, regardless of who... For any job. Is. Yeah. And um, I say it, that as someone who just turned 40, so hire me. Um, yeah. uh, I'm finally George- old enough <laughs> uh, to hold I, a job. Um, George Carl seemed to not necessarily favor his son that much. He was. He seemed like. I mean, he had him on his team a lot. But didn't he start on the Lakers? I don't. I mean, who knows what was going on with Kobe Carl? Um, (laughs) uh, But Austin and Doc Rivers were not really a great combination. Yeah, I guess Austin was maybe at his best at that Mm -hmm. point. But uh, I would say, uh, if you're running the television show uh, Ted Lasso, don't hire Steve Kerr's son. Wait, does he work on Ted Lasso? Yeah, he was a writer on Ted Lasso, dude. He's a writer now? Uh-huh. Great. Well, he went from can... a writer's assistant to a writer. Um... Wasn't he like a basketball player? I don't know, man. Uh, uh, I, I mean, look, great all job. All I know is Ted Lasso has Steve the same kind of brain poisoning Steve Kerr has. I just um, can't just even. Just in general. I, <laughs> I gotta say, I was on board with season one. Season two... Uh, didn't particularly enjoy uh maybe the christmas episode airing in early july didn't help but uh (laughs) i just haven't even started season three i'm sorry i don't care i'm so sick of those puns um and i like puns joey yeah also, uh, it's uh, anyway, I don't, we don't need to talk about that. So, a show I have not watched the final yeah. season, uh, and a show I have never watched. Um, all right, um, it's funny you have the same ambient exposure to Ted Lasso than you did to like Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the internet and it, a person I live on, with watches yeah, it, yeah. so it's on sometimes. Um, <laughs> um, I would say in general, nepotism bad. Um, in... Give control of the Warriors to Sean Livingston. <laughs> well, I also would say, though, I will say the one, my one sort of hope with uh, the Lake of Sun taking over, uh, have, gaining some more power here, is at least he's probably a guy who can say no to his dad being insane. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's a good point. Like, if, if you can't get fired if you're his son, so if he's, like, demanding you trade James, uh, you draft James Wiseman, you could be, like, the one guy who can say no is the son. So Man. if he's competent, I don't know. 
We'll talk about we'll talk about that a little more yes. uh, a little later yeah. in the show. Uh, but, but I right have now, I have a weird observation from that too. So. Uh, we have a voicemail. Let me yeah. um let's go to that. Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. If you know the extension of Tillman Fertita, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for Movie Times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 323-682-0342. Once again that number is, 323-682-0342, please give me a call, being a robot is a solitary road. Um, I should say before we get to this voicemail actually, I do think in nepotism... Son or daughter is generally better than nephew um, when it comes to nepotism because uh, the nephew doesn't uh, – the nephew uh, becomes a union buster. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, we got a call from Nick in central Georgia. Um, coastal Georgia. Coast, I read it wrong. Coastal Georgia. Uh, let's see what Nick's got to say. Hey guys, this is Nick. I'm a whoo god diehard Blazers fan in uh, coastal Georgia. I just gotta say, I'm a uh, real sick of the whole Damian Lillard. Let's pity him. Like, yo, the guy has done uh, kind of nothing to make himself possible of being the best guy on a championship team. Like, can he move off the ball? Not really. Can he really defend? Or, eh, well, he's small. Can he even do? Can he even help defend? Getting passing lanes, you know, something he could probably learn. Nah, the best thing that Lamar heard is able to say about him is like, oh, you know, he's a pretty good post defender. Anyway, so I got one year left in nursing school. I'm just trying to like watch a fun team, so I just want to see like, you know, at least thirty minutes a night of Trenton Watford throwing lobs to his bestie Shaden Sharp. So, like, I'm not saying I want them to draft another 6-2 guard, but uh, let's kind of stop pitying Damian Lillard because, like, bro, uh, you okayed and maybe advocated that Hassan Whiteside trade and then thought that you had a champ talk about a championship when your, uh, let's see, your starting forward was your now your third-string backup center, uh, Zach Collins, anyway, I'm relitigating the 1920 season that was a comically bad roster. And uh, just remembering that he somehow signed an extension uh, after that. Uh, that season, just going to try and uh, reminisce here. At one point I watched a game where they were playing a fully healthy uh, 1920 uh, Bucks team, and their tallest player was Anthony Tolliver. So anyway, if Dane's going to keep signing extensions after that kind of roster, I just do not get the whole, like, pity. Like, all right, cool. Anyway, just want to watch some fun basketball. Bye. 
That's one of my favorite calls ever. Um, oh, thank I had you heard so it much. I still left. <laughs> thank you so much, Nick from Coastal Georgia. Good luck in uh, nursing school. It's um, really nursing school is really hard. Uh, good luck, yeah. Nick. Um, <laughs> Thank, and, thankless work on in those hospitals. And in general, I would say, yeah, you're right, dude. Um, Sean, should the Blazers? The rumor is, is they're trying to trade Anthony Simons and the third pick in this draft. Yes. For someone good. Um, should they maybe be rethinking that? Here's what I'm going to say. Dame Lillard, not really at his peak anymore. I think that's not a controversial thing to say. Except his last season, this last season was statistically his best season. Well, I mean, he scores a lot of points. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but but we've seen like a younger prime Dame Lillard with a better roster around him already. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, it, it tops out at, you know, uh, uh, the closest conference final sweep of all time. I guess <laughs> the Lakers maybe have taken that title. I don't know. Um, I have not looked at that issue, but it is something that you hear a lot about the mm-hmm. triumphant 2019 season. And there was a lot of uh, back padding for the Blazers of uh, rejuvenating Carmelo Anthony's career in the 2019-20 mm-hmm. season, which again is like a guy who, is surprisingly good at scoring when he's old and doesn't really do anything except, I guess, post-defense he's okay at. Well, um, uh, the first thing I want to say about that is that's what they always say about guards who suck at defense. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, you know, James Harden is actually a good post-defender. Right. And it's right. like, well, that would... I. How many post-ups have they guarded? Like eight? Like guards don't post up anymore. Um. Well, and I guess like on a switch, do you want, yeah. like is James Harden going to stop uh, Nikola Jokic if he gets one? He's a pretty stout defender. I mean, that that like makes sense when you talk about like Clay Thompson, but that's because Clay Thompson is like six seven. It's actually like a, a reasonable thing that would happen. But like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, is anyway. destroying yeah anyway um it seems crazy to me that you would try to first of all you need to get a guy who is better than damian lillard mm-hmm. that's the key like the blazers have obviously dame has missed some time in the last two years but these have not been good teams mm-hmm. just yeah. in general like yeah like they had dame until they shut him down and they were I don't know, like the twelfth best team in the West when they were fully healthy. So, uh, like, in a year where the West was, people were saying it was bad. Um, yes, yeah. And so, and so now, it, it to me, it's like, what what's the reasonable expectation if you if you trade the number three pick in the draft and Anthony Simons? Like, what's what's the best guy who might come back in that deal? Mikhail Bridges, maybe? Like, that's not not gonna turn your team into a contender. If you added, say, Shade and Sharp, Uh could you maybe trick Daryl Morey into giving you Joel Embiid? No. (laughs) What about Jalen Brown? See, that is a... That is a that is 
it, that now makes it intriguing because mm-hmm. I could see uh, the Celtics not wanting to necessarily go in on Jalen Brown's max. Mm-hmm. And so I could see that being a reasonable thing. Uh, what about I, Pascal Siakam? Yeah, they could get Pascal Siakam. I think but, so. I mean, is Pascal Siakam and Dame? And, and, and Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Grant. Grant. Is that like, how good is that team? Pascal this... Siakam is much better than everyone gives him credit for. I will say that. He's really good. He is. He's, you know, he's an all-star. He's a, what, what would he be? Third team All-Eastern Conference this last year? Uh, yeah. That's, uh, maybe he's like second. a top, a top 30 player in the league. I mean, that would be the best guy Dame has ever played with, for sure. Well, I mean, CJ McCollum. I'm I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying Pascal Siakam is better than CJ McCollum. But again, again, how good's that team? I don't know. I feel like I feel like if your goal is to, like, win a round, maybe that's a good idea. And I could see that happening. But I just I don't really see. Like this is this is Dame is not on the upswing right now, mm-hmm. and you are going to be paying him like sixty million dollars. Yeah, and I guess the plan is to get another guy that they would pay a lot of money. Like I don't care how much they're now Sean. paying, but but it does seem like yeah. Go ahead, sir. Let's call up Daryl Morey again. Uh huh. Would you trade Dame to the okay. Sixers? Uh-huh. For like Tyrese Maxey, B-Ball Paul, the expiring contract of Tobias Harris, and uh, like I don't a know, couple picks. Houston picks, picks or Brooklyn yeah. picks yeah, or yeah. something. Uh, I mean, that's depressing, but I probably would. Yeah. Because at least it's like, I just feel like you're throwing good money after bad at this mm-hmm. point. And basically... Shaden Sharp still has a lot of potential and was bad last year, but of course he was going to be bad. But last he's, year. He cool. he's cool. He's cool for like good. two years. Yeah. yeah, and like I just feel like once they drafted Shaden Sharp, that is that is like saying we have like we're not we're not impatient with this guy mm-hmm. because like there was no bigger he didn't play basketball for like a year and a half. You know also, what I mean? Like it's, here's the other thing I would say is the third pick in the NBA draft. Uh-huh. is actually the second most valuable pick in the draft because the team with the second pick always fucks up and takes the wrong guy. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and Charlotte... Unless, yeah, unless that decision is taken out of their hands and someone drafts James Wiseman directly ahead of them. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> well, but that's what I'm saying is like... Yeah, 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 but, yeah. but they would have taken Wiseman if they'd had the second pick, Yes, exactly. But what yeah, I'm saying yeah, yeah. is Charlotte in this case, is going to take the gun guy who's doing bad interviews and bad workouts and the guy who everyone has said would be the number one pick in this draft in any other year is going to be there at three. Yeah, a guy who was, who made very professional decisions about his career with two years in the G yes. League so he could play against, like, adult men. This is, this is <laughs> Marvin Williams' Chris Paul all over again. Like, where everyone knew Chris Paul was, like, the best player in the draft, yeah. but he's gonna go three because teams are stupid. 
Yeah, just get I, Scoot Henderson. I think you just have to draft Scoot Henderson. And yeah. you know what? That will be fun for uh, our yeah. friend Nick. He will throw a billion lobs to Shaden Shark Sharp and then also dunk on people when and Dame can- is shut down two months into the season because well, they're 0 and 22. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, they, they've been disgraceful at the end of these seasons. Uh-huh. Uh, here's what I'll also say you trade Dame now. Peak value, mm-hmm. lots of teams want to go for it. You can get a lot of stuff back. And the subsequent bad year allows you to fire Chauncey Billups. Mm-hmm. Also Two good. birds, one stone. Just go, just pick Scoot. I, there's just, <laughs> I mean, if Scoot is there, that might get you something good, though, on draft night. You just have just to be. Just keep Scoot. Oh, I know. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. look, the, I understand also. <laughs> Being in love with Damian Lillard, because, like, if Steph Curry and Damian Lillard's careers were switched, right, and the Uh Warriors had never won a championship, yeah, and Steph Steph Curry was, had done everything Dame did, I would also not want to trade him. I would be like, I love him too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love when he, I love when he writes letters complaining about how he's not in the All Star game. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love when uh, they make about up, not winning All Star yeah. MVP. Yeah. I love when they make up awards to give him and then he doesn't win them. Well, he, um, he did win the bubble MVP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another triumph of the nineteen twenty season where he won <laughs> bubble MVP and then sat out most of the first round series. Yeah. Um. But so I get it. But I think logically. Scoot Henderson, if he's there, is a is a pretty good consolation prize for not having Dame Lillard on your team anymore. But also, I don't know. Does somebody really want to pay Dame Damian? Do other teams are they really banging down the door to pay Damian Lillard twenty million, like sixty million dollars? Yeah, I, I mean, I think somebody is like thirty percent of their cap before the cap uh, goes crazy. <laughs> I think it's like 35. Yeah. But uh <laughs> anyway, uh the well I would I would just say there's there's just a lot of really thirsty NBA teams right now. And mm-hmm. I, all I'm saying is in a different environment, I think it might make more sense. But right now there are so many teams going for it. Like even when you add somebody, you're in this Western conference where arguably 14 of the 15 teams might be trying to get Okay, to make here's the, the question. Like, who's not make, trying to make the playoffs? Could, okay, if you traded, look, I don't have the trade machine on uh-huh. me right now. Uh-huh. So I'm doing this in my head. The So the math is probably going to be off. But would you trade Dame to the Phoenix Suns for Chris uh-huh. Paul's weird expiring deal and uh, DeAndre Aiden? And then you throw in Nurkic or whatever. No. Me either. No, I'm just I saying mean, I don't know like what well you have to basically if you trade <laughs> if you trade Dame, what mm-hmm. you want to get back is a guy who at least has the potential to be a star. Right. And that might just mean that might be a young player and mm-hmm. that might be just like a lot of picks. I, I just think it's really hard to trade Damian Lillard. <laughs> like um, like emotionally or no or like, like like to like I just don't know which of these teams that are trying actually have the guy would want Damian Lillard and also have 
the picks or the guys because so because like two teams in the NBA basically have like 40% of the drafts in the next yeah right but like but like wouldn't the Houston Rockets trade for him wouldn't the Orlando Magic trade for him like like it seems like there's a lot of teams that are on the verge and want to compete, I guess the Magic right? maybe would um yeah I don't think Houston would because they they're getting really James Harden. Well, I mean, if they're getting James Harden. <laughs> James Harden's no. their point guard. Um. <laughs> but even like, I mean, it, there's just a lot of teams who want to compete and are are sure. done tanking. And I mean, they should trade him for Trey Young. That's the funniest deal possible, right? Yes. Him playing in Quinn Snyder's offense. <laughs> Next to Scoot. Uh, look, the Blazers have a lot of options, but... Uh, I their brain trust is currently um whoever their GM is, I don't remember who it is anymore. Uh <laughs> Chauncey Billups and Dame Lillard. And their brain trust has not done great the last two years. Just his just, name is Joe Cronin, Sean. Joe Cronin. Um I should remember that because he's a Hall of Fame shortstop for the Washington uh, Senators. <laughs> uh Anyway, Nick, we're really sorry. Uh, it's probably not going to get better next year. Um, <laughs> Joe Cronin, I should say, sounds like the name of like a bad guy in a Dennis Lehane Boston Mafia story. All right. Um, <laughs> it's like Detective Joe Cronin uh, tortures people. And, I can't uh, tell if I... Joe Cronin was, a, was an evil manager or not. <laughs> Um, he was a player manager joey for 13 all right, years we got some we got some news Dennis we haven't even talked own. about the finals all right okay, uh <laughs> okay yeah all right. this is round ball rock news basketball news for humans and robots trust the process All right, Sean. Um, Monty Williams got so much money. They literally gave him like the mid-level exception to coach the Detroit Pistons. It's more. It's more. <laughs> it's a six and seventy-eight. That's like Jason Caffey money, I think. No, that's like the new mid-level exception, isn't oh, is it? That isn't the new it MLA? twelve? Isn't the mid-level twelve wow. now? Uh, <laughs> the non-taxpayer mid-level. Um, anyway. Um, Sean, good for Monty mm-hmm. Williams. Uh, he's going to be coaching the Cade uh, Cunningham, Jalen Duran, James Wiseman. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so much money. Seventy-eight um, team which, options for years seven and eight, which is good. I would say for the for the Pistons and good mm-hmm. for Monty Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is bad news for prisoners everywhere trying yeah. to call their families. Um, they are going to get gouged by Securus, an absolutely evil company. There's yeah. no positives to that. Yeah. You... Uh, just a reminder that one of the things Tom Gore's owns is uh, the people who charge. Uh, he charges money for uh, people in jail to call their family. Having. Um, Having worked at a nonprofit who does that, you have to give a large credit card deposit of much more than the amount uh, simply to get an account to receive those. So mm-hmm. not only are they charging people like four dollars an hour, four dollars a minute for calls, uh, they're also holding people's money uh, and collecting the interest on it. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I do like this. I like this. Uh, I like this uh, hire for the Pistons. The Pistons are cool. Uh, if Cade Cunningham stays healthy, they're going to be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be a hot pick to make the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. I still think that's a year away. <laughs> People always do that one year too early when there's a cool young team. I even believed in them this year too. So did I. I. Like, so they're not going to tank. Yeah. They're going to go for it. But I mean, Cade Cunningham did uh, have a broken leg. Yeah. That- that uh, that did change the math a little bit. Uh, so it's weird that Matt Ishbia fired him, mm-hmm. and now he's basically working down the street from Matt Ishbia. Yeah, uh, can't get away from Matt Ishbia. We also learned that uh, Tom Gores, uh, price gouger and NBA party boy, uh, lives in LA. He flew Monty Williams to LA for the interview uh, in his. Living room. It's not surprising. Uh, DeAndre Jordan style. All so, rich people live in LA, at least yeah, part I mean, time. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> here's my question, Joey. They've got a lot of young talent. Killian Hayes still only 21 years old. He hey, can, hey, he was okay this year, actually. Yeah, I mean, he's, um, he's 21. Like that's those guys get better. Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, both second team, mm-hmm. all rookie. Here's my question. Do James Wiseman and Jalen Duran play NBA 2K for more or less than 45 hours a week? Less, way less. Oh, well, that's good because that didn't work out that well for DeAndre Aiden, <laughs> whose main job was being an NBA 2K player and his secondary job was being an NBA The star. starting center for the NBA Suns, uh, for the uh, Phoenix Suns. Um, yes. I don't think James Wiseman plays NBA 2K at all, would be my guess. Uh, no, he's, he's too he's... weird and nerdy. He's like, a, he's grinding the new Legend of Zelda right now. Um, <laughs> you think he's playing it like in with a foreign language on so we can break yes, up on his Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, again. He's a Zelda guy for sure. Yeah. Um, but also James again, Wiseman is an interesting guy. It's yeah, just, it's unfortunate. I, I'm rooting for James Wiseman and the Pistons. Good for you guys. Uh, and yeah. they're gonna pick one of those Thompson twins, probably. Probably, yeah. Or something. <laughs> I mean, it'll be maybe that Grady Dick. Are they bringing in Grady Dick? <laughs> I don't think they're gonna get Grady Dick. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's like uh, also he got such a long contract that now um, it'll let them not get too horny transactionally I'll yeah because uh the coach's salary doesn't count on the salary cap so go ahead and pay mm-hmm. him. also also the reason he got so much money is that phoenix still owed him like 21 million dollars at least mm-hmm. so they they really had to uh give him significantly more than seven million dollars a year yeah. as a result because he could have just gone home and collected that money you know what sean now i'm just thinking about tobias harris in portland i mentioned it Oh, well, we're, I have a question for him He'd be so later. good there. All right. Uh, oh, oh, a tweener forward? Oh, James <laughs> rock hard right now. Oh. Um, uh, all right, Sean. Uh, the 76ers hired Nick Nurse. Yeah. You know, fine. Uh, uh, no, no. Here's, the, here's, look, Joey, the, Nick the Nurse is a fraud, and this is I, a fraud basketball team. This is, the perf- this is a match made in heaven. I mean, hiring uh-huh. Doc Rivers was also really weird, um, especially because Nick Nurse got fired for not really doing well in the playoffs with the team. And it's like, yeah, uh, I mean, I still contend. I mean, he literally got fired in his GM said, I did not enjoy watching the team this year. Yeah, 
And Nick Nurse <laughs> seemed like he was done. I mean, I guess he was in Toronto a long time. He was an assistant there. But at the same time, his his big claim to fame is winning the 2019 title. Mm-hmm. Playing a box that, and one. And that was a good team. But yes. it was a team that had already been making the second round in the conference finals and then added Kawhi one Leonard. of the five yeah. best players in the NBA and then added Mark Gasol. Mm-hmm. And then subtracted, the team they were playing subtracted uh, – Two of their five NBA <laughs> players. Um, yes. <laughs> um, he was able to defeat. Uh, a, he was Alfonso, able to defeat a team that had was playing Alfonso, Alfonso McKinney, McKinney, Jonas Jerebko. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kawhi Looney also got hurt in that final. Yes. And yeah, yeah. Demarcus Cousins was already. So again, <laughs> I'm not taking anything away from the Raptors. Mm-hmm. No. Who were great. They played great. They absolutely earned it. Yeah. I'm casting doubt on the idea that nick nurse, nurse is a coaching was what did it because yes once they... Kawhi leonard was gone they performed exactly the same in the playoffs as they did under Dwayne casey mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know one guy Dwayne casey is... ruled Dwayne yeah. casey cool nice guy guys. nick nurse nerdy loser that is yeah. my take all right okay <laughs> joey uh which sixers do you think are going to be the most and least into Nick Nurse's guitar. Heroics. Okay, least Joel Embiid. Yeah. Um, Do you think he's ever going to wear Nick Nurse branded gear at a press conference? No. The saddest personal merch in the NBA? Yeah. <laughs> a uh, fake most... Nine Inch Nails hat with his own name on it that he wore at press conferences? George's Yang is going to love the guitar. <laughs> That's a good uh, point. Yeah. Okay, uh... <laughs> And uh, Joey, will Nick Nurse finally unlock Tobias Harris's potential? Did he just need a genius coach like this? No, they just need to play him at the four consistently. (laughs) Yeah, it's never going to happen because they have the oldest man in the world. His mini Carmelo Anthony. Like, I I mean that in like both a dig and a uh, non-dig. You know what I mean? Where he's like, yeah... He's like really good at scoring at the f- four. Um, <laughs> well, and also he got to play power forward for like half a year with mm-hmm. the Clippers, and it was great. And then it's like, no, nah, you're kind of a three again. We we have this weird team. Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, by the way, Joey, how old is twelve year veteran Tobias Harris? Feels like he's been in the league forever. Yeah, which makes me think he is younger. I would think he was 32, but I'm going to say 30. He is 30. He does not turn yeah. 31 until this summer. <laughs> how does that compare? How old is he relative to Wesley Johnson? Wesley Johnson, who's been out of the league now for, what, 10 years? <laughs> yeah, he was drafted. Harris was drafted one year after Johnson. Um, I Okay. I'm going to guess he is five years younger than Wesley Johnson. Almost exactly five years younger yeah. than Wesley Johnson. I, yes. It's only because I'm good at, I know how old Wesley Johnson, Wesley Johnson is now because yeah, we played this game so much. <laughs> okay, final question. Which round will the Sixers lose in? One, baby. Oh. <laughs> Uh, because Joel Embiid is going to die. That is the yeah. thing no one is talking about <laughs> with this. Nick Nurse played. Oh my God! Played yeah, all of his players. He plays like five guys, forty-eight mm-hmm. minutes a game, and Joel Embiid is going to be one of them, and he is going to ha- be out for the season in November. 
Wow. Yeah, you're right. They're going to run into the ground. Like, this is a terrible... This is just the worst mix of, like, problems the Sixers have and the co- and coach. Like... They're going to hate him. <laughs> um, also, like, if any guy should have taken a year off... <laughs> Nick Nurse. Yeah, go tour with the Arkells. Do uh, something. Like, relax. <laughs> but like, that's go okay. to therapy. Sean, that is my question for you. Uh-huh. Is so the Arkells are a Toronto the famous Toronto band that no one knew about before Nick Nurse started playing yes, with them. Other than fame. people who lived in to the Toronto area. Who is the Philadelphia-based band that Nick Nurse is going to popularize? Oh is it Dr. God. Dog? <laughs> is he going to be playing in Dr. Dog? It would be, it would be really funny <laughs> if he started hanging out with, with Todd Rundgren. Let me tell you that right now. I think he... Uh, oh, I know what it is. It's G-Love and Special Sauce. Yeah, that's perfect. Sitting in yeah, with G-Love and Special yeah, Sauce, uh-huh. baby. Nope, that's correct. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I didn't even realize they were from Philly until just now. I do think he's a Bloodhound Gang fan too. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say he would. He is not welcome uh, with the war on drugs. However. No. I no. also don't think Radiator Hospital would want anything to do with him. They don't want him at all. Japanese Breakfast has actually barred him from their show. Yeah. Um... <laughs> um. All right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I am worried about Joel Embiid's safety. That was my first thought when this happened with Nick Nurse as his coach. Yeah, I mean, he did that for like years in a row too mm-hmm. with with Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, he's not even six feet tall. Yeah, just you have to play somebody else. It's an mm-hmm. eighty-two game series season. Figure it out if you're such a good coach. Get Malachi <laughs> Flynn to be able to. Run the offense for, for 10, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes. Yeah, they they had, like, at one point last year, I think they had, like, four of the top six guys in minutes per game. Mm-hmm. And none of them were all that young, you yeah. know? <coughs> all right. Um, Sean, we've made fun of the Sixers' uh, mm-hmm. uh, new, new higher foibles. Let's talk about uh, GM Bob Myers. Um, he left the Golden State Warriors, the first one to blow up the dynasty. <laughs> first one in, yeah, first one in, first one out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess Curry was the first one in. Uh, he was a good GM, but yeah. uh, once they once they met, you know, what what stood out to me in the press conference is like I, I think you have you correctly uh, suggested that the Warriors could have just paid him. A year ago, like after they won the yes, finals. Like he, if they didn't, he never would have done this if they just given him all the money when they first started talking about contract, his contract last well, summer. And then they kind of joked in the press conference about how Joe Lacob called him five to 20 times a day. Uh huh. Yeah. But it was such a specific number that mm-hmm. I'm like, well, he's at least calling him five times a day. Yeah. And thinking about that, I'm like, yeah, this is like a guy with a fairly rich life yeah you know what i mean like he's a he seems like um almost an unlikely basketball executive mm-hmm. um and so yeah like that that seemed like a lot he had to deal with a lot of Lakeups every mm-hmm. day both in number and frequency and so 
yeah i mean i don't think it's that unexpected he was there 12 years but uh uh joey what do you think his next job is gonna be i actually have a very specific prediction for this okay uh i think his next job is going to be part owner and team president of the golden state warriors wow that's how they're gonna get i him. think this year is gonna go so poorly <laughs> that next summer joe lakeup is going to give him part ownership to get him to come back wow yeah i mean that would be a good move it's like it's the billy bean style uh deal except where they also pay him lots and lots of money I mean, he um, de he definitely deserves more money than he received, considering <laughs> how much the franchise yeah. has. Uh, yeah, uh, that's cool. I was, I mean, I was I was gonna say Wondery. He'd end up on, <laughs> on, in the Wondery yeah. stable of podcast creators. <laughs> Joey. Uh, By the way, this... if anyone from Wondery is listening yeah. and needs a sports comedy podcast, yeah. let us know. Um, right. I'm not even making fun of Wondery. It's just that they, yeah. our friend has a Wondery podcast, so I thought of the name. Pineapple um, Street Media. That's another one. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Now, we've talked about this before, so we can kind of not... Uh, They're going to make Mike Dunleavy the GM. Right. Um, um, Joey, is there another former warrior that would make you feel worse as a GM hire? No. Yeah, I really don't think there is. Uh, in fact, and I asked Tim Kawakami this. I was like, has this ever happened before where a player so I would say Mike Dunleavy Jr. is one of the eight least popular former Warriors of all time. Not to pick a random number like I'm Bill Simmons. Right, but, right. Um, but 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 yeah, of of got Well, the other thing is that he was there a long time. Yeah. So it's different than, you know, like Blazers fans of a blood feud with Raymond Felton yeah. and his personal fitness. But like that was a partial season. Yes. I don't believe he was there for almost five years. I mean, I literally Mike Dunleavy got traded on my birthday. And I always say the best birthday present I ever got was them trading away Mike Dunleavy Jr. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but. When I asked Tim Kawakami this, he gave, you know, like a answer like I was attacking him. That's what happens anytime you ask Tim Kawakami anything on Twitter. And he was like, it doesn't matter. No one knew who Bob Myers was before. And I was like, that's not what I was asking. But what I will say is a Cavs fan then chimed in and was like, yes, actually. <laughs> uh, as a Cavs player... Cavs fans hated Danny Ferry more than any oh. other Cav, and then he was a really good GM for four years. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, that... actually, Mike Dunleavy basically is Danny Ferry, so it makes sense. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like actually went have... to Duke. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. A, kind of obnoxious. Uh, uh, bigger it's... than you'd think, but all and supposed to be a good shooter, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of hung around forever. And actually, when you think about it, Danny Ferry's more objectionable than Mike yes. Dunleavy yes. Jr. So it's possible that we're too hard on him, but also, like, I just flinch when I hear the name. Yeah. Joey, do you want to you say the worst thing you witnessed? I didn't witness it. Oh, your my brother, brother did. It. Your brother witnessed um, it. That's right. So my brother was waiting in line for a secret special screening of the movie Borat before it came out. And the line was like two blocks long. Everyone was waiting in line. 
and Mike Dunleavy Jr. and like five of his friends cut the line and walked up and said, do you know who I am to the movie ticket taker? And then while his like Duke buddies were like, yeah, fuck you to everybody. I get Um, the sense that they dress like AJ Soprano's friends too. Like, oh, yes. Mike Dunleavy Jr. Entourage in like 2005. It was 2006, but yeah, it's like right before he gets, it's like two months before he gets traded. Um, All right. Okay. Uh, Playoffs? Uh, yeah. Well, actually, do you want to talk a little bit more about the Warriors here? Well, what is what is this going to mean for the Golden State Warriors, Sean? Um, um, I think it means they're less um, likely to make a dramatic move. The mm-hmm. other thing that came out, basically, is uh, it sounds like Bob Myers really did not want to trade James Wiseman. Interesting. That I didn't hear. He just, he was just talking about how he's, he's, he basically at his press conference was kind of like, we drafted this project. He got hurt a couple of times. It took him a couple of years to be good. Like, of course. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, well, you know what? Uh, I have a, I do have a prediction though. Okay. Okay. I think Steve Kerr is out in the next two years. I think he's out after next. Year. Yeah. No, unless exactly. He, unless he gets a contract in the next like two weeks. Yeah. And it's uh similar to this Monty Williams deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think Steve Kerr will uh, another guy who could do some other things. Like I kind of think he might feel like he needs to just stay with Curry more, but it mm-hmm. it's just weird that he hasn't gotten a new contract yet. Yeah, and when you don't renew someone's contract in the NBA, it's kind of like you're firing them. Mm-hmm. Like anyway, so I honestly. I'll go even further. If he does not get an extension before the draft, I would not be shocked if Steve Kerr possibly resigned. <laughs> like, I I don't know. I mean, I think they'll just extend. I think they will give him a new deal. But, uh... So, yeah, Sean, this is, my question yeah. for you uh-huh. is put yourself in Mike Dunleavy Jr.'s shoes. <laughs> Who does he hire to coach the Golden State Warriors? Mike Budenholzer. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, I was gonna say JJ Redick. Oh, I mean, yeah, they do like having a podcaster. But and JJ Redick fold, so. literally did uh, interview, interview for, for a few jobs. Bucks um, job, I think. Yeah, I think it was. I thought it was the Raptors job, but either way, um, it was one of those jobs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Great. Uh, hate my life. All right, let's go. Let's talk <laughs> about the playoffs. <laughs> it's the NBA playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Basketball for humans. We're gonna be championship. Data for robots. Both teams play hard, my man. Both teams played hard. Wait, wrong one. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, Sean. It's over. Boston blew a 3-3 tie after coming down uh, back 
down 3-0. I had predicted they wouldn't even force a game six, but mm-hmm. they forced a game seven. <laughs> what did I pick? Heat in six, I think? I think that's right. I think uh, I was very conservative on the Nuggets, who you said would blow out the Lakers. Uh, yeah, I did say that. Um, do you want to talk about... Uh, what do you want to talk about first, Sean? Do you want to talk about Joe Mazzulla being a weirdo? Or do you want uh, to talk about Wick Grossbeck, the owner of the Celtics, storming into the locker room when they were down 0-3 and screaming at everybody? Wait, but I didn't even... When Grossbeck yelled... At, okay, so here are, the, here are the big legendary moments from mm-hmm. the Celtics almost coming back. Uh-huh. Uh, joining... Joining, making history along with the 2003 Portland Trailblazers and I believe the 1951 New York Knicks of those brave teams who came back from 3-0 and tied a series and mm-hmm. then lost. Uh, so after they lose, Joey, talk about the owner first, I think. Okay, so this was when they were down 0-3. This came out today in an athletic uh, uh, article. Um Grossbeck store asked everyone to uh clear the r- okay. <laughs> so they're down 03. Wick Grossbeck, the owner, they were in the visitors' locker room in Miami. Wick Grossbeck stormed into the locker room. Grant Williams asked everyone to clear the room so the players could have some space, and Wick Grossbeck said no and started screaming at everyone. <laughs> His message to the effect that he has been building the franchise for over 20 years and the players need to play with some balls. Wow. Left the locker room stunned, several team sources who were in the room told The Athletic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake Griffin told The Athletic, Grosbeck was right, but we shouldn't need that. <laughs> He's, he is right. They shouldn't need that. Also, probably shouldn't happen. But uh, okay, so then the next, you know, the other factor that uh, let the Celtics come back and mm-hmm. almost not lose. Well, hold on. The oh, next yeah. day, the team went to Top Golf and is found what I was their bond about. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh- Al Horford. Uh, this was Al Horford's idea. Uh, Big Al told them to ditch the film session and go to Top Golf. Joey, can you guess which NBA analyst? was really excited about this uh bill simmons no bill mm. simmons adjacent uh 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 ryan russillo no more just think about who would be kevin o'connor in. that's correct he <laughs> tweeted crazy top golf saved the celtics i get it top golf is really fun lol uh now they didn't watch the town at that film session that's another oh that's key good <laughs> thing to remember uh, and then in game six, they uh, blew an enormous lead to Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler specifically, who uh, Big Al, uh, inspired by Top Golf, fire fouled Jimmy Butler on a three point shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody on freaked out about the refs, and I was still kind of unclear why the entire time. And then Derek White tipped in a shot at the buzzer uh, with 0.1 seconds to go to stun Miami Mm -hmm. and send game seven back to Boston where they have an incredible home court advantage at the TD garden. Oh wait, they don't, they have been eliminated at home. uh, (laughs) I want to say four of their last six postseasons. I think that's right. Um, Well, and actually one of them was in the bubble. So there wasn't a home, uh, 
anyway, that's uh, they lost. Uh, but yeah, the the Derek White shot is like one of the most amazing thing that's might almost immediately be forgotten. Yes. Yeah. Because the Carlton Fisk home run mm-hmm. is similar, like a dramatic thing, but it had like a legendary call and he was waving the shot and there was just less well, going Ro- on. In uh, and Robin Williams wasn't there. He wasn't there, but yeah, yeah. There, there was just less <laughs> going on in 1975. People like remembered baseball more. You mm-hmm. have to just remember that like, as late as like the thirties, the most famous athlete in America could be an animal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's society is weird. Uh, Nicole Jokic is keeping that alive. He, he loves trotters as well. Um, okay. And then the other thing that happened was that Joe Missoula mm-hmm. uh, met some dying children. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Here's his quote. And, Joey, I there's so much that's weird. Yes, everything is weird about this. Here's his quote. I met three girls under the age of 21 who have terminal cancer, and I thought I was helping them, but they were helping me. Watching a girl that's dying, smiling, that's what it's really all about. Having that faith. Insane. It's one of the most insane quotes in history. Because it, it sounds like he's dying. killing them. Like, Watching yeah. a girl that's dying, that's what's really, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like Kevin Durant, he's following like at a their death guy on, yeah, yeah. like you know, watching a girl die with a smile on her I face. I mean, Joe Mazzola is the first, uh, the first uh, NBA head coach who's also Dr. Kevorkian, yeah, in his uh, <laughs> also just like real weird to be like, I met three girls under the age of 21. Like, like when a story about basketball starts like that, you're like. Yeah. I hope he called a lawyer. He needs a lawyer <laughs> present. Well, Why are you stressing how young they Sean, were? the last few episodes, we've talked a lot about Joe Mazzola being a psychopath. Um, yeah. Did you hear the news that came out today? Uh, he's coming back? No, well, that, but also that almost all of his staff is expected to go to Houston for Imayatoka. Well, it's, Joker. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but, but also, um, this is kind of on the Celtics because here's what happened with his assistants mm-hmm. this year. First, Ime Doka got fired, mm-hmm. and Joe Mazzulla was elevated to the head job. Who they was replace? not even a lead assistant last year. No, because their they lead skipped assistant, like five guys. So their lead uh, assistant went to coach from last year, went to coach the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ime Doka basically brought in his own guys except for Joe Mazzulla and one other assistant who were Brad Stevens guys. Mm-hmm. So he had been there the longest, but then they didn't replace Joe yeah. Mazzulla's job. And then Damon Stoudemire, I think is the head coach at Georgia tech now. So he left the team when he got hired, they didn't replace him either. So it's kind of like, they really kind of just threw him into the deep end mm-hmm. and at that point, like, that's the point where you get, like, just just hire some old coach. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, like uh, who can just be like, hey, you might want to call a timeout here. Yeah. You know, whoever Ron Adams is or, like, I mean, there's plenty. I I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know why I can't think of a coach like that. Alvin Gentry. Hire Alvin right. Gentry yeah. just to sit next to him. Like, <sighs> Yeah, Vinny Del Negro, you know, just like someone yeah. who's done Joe it before. Prunty. Joe Prunty. Joe Prunty. It's, yeah, like like someone who's unemployed there's, and used oh, to be a head coach and guys, just like anybody yeah. who worked for Coach Pop. Like anyway, uh, yeah, he he got kind of hung out to dry, and 
now he's got now he gets his own team so uh he's finally get to get to get to assemble his own uh crew mm-hmm. like the movie the town yeah uh hopefully someone on that crew can tell Jalen Brown not to have 9 million turnovers yeah um uh there was a funny prank though that someone added Duncan Robinson's phone number to a group chat because mm-hmm. he still has the same number he had as a high schooler in New Hampshire Mm-hmm. and Great. uh people just taunted him in between game six and game seven and then uh uh he he had a big celebration that he planned to do the hulk hogan i can't hear you mm-hmm. gesture but uh it, he, he even admitted like it's like it was like it was kind of a stretch it was his 10th point of the game it gave him like a 20 point lead <laughs> but he's like i just had to give it back to him <laughs> look uh <clears throat> Duncan Robinson, we've said it before, we'll say it again. He is basically the lead character of a John Irving novel. Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> He is a quarter Hawaiian, however. I didn't know that until recently. Uh, let's talk about the finals. Yeah. Um, the first thing I want to say it's, is it's going to be Heat versus Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I have to see another Heat Nuggets joke, I Ooh. am going to KMS. <laughs> um so did we you get see it. The... <laughs> you cook nuggets in the oven when you're yeah. high. A child? Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I I feel like Joey. I feel like I'm too old to have constantly eaten chicken nuggets as a child. Same. I understand why people like them, but I I feel like there is like a generational gap. Did you eat chicken nuggets a lot no. growing up? Yeah, it's like it's like people. I don't know. It's it's definitely a millennial thing, not a latter Gen X or well. And like, I'm an old millennial. You're an um, old and millennial. And I still so. didn't have it. Yeah. So I think um, you've I think you've got to have uh, like been in middle school during 9-11 yeah. to really be in that <laughs> era. I mean, they're good. I'm not knocking. Sure, them. sure, just, sure. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Sean, I have a hot take that I'm afraid to say on this podcast, but I've said it several times in okay. text, is I really think this Miami Heat team is the worst finals team of my lifetime. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't... I think they're definitely better than, like, the 99 uh, Knicks, mm-hmm. for sure. And probably, like, the 2007 Cavs. Uh, the 2007 offhand. Cavs had LeBron James, though, in his prime. I mean, they um, did, but but yeah. they they <laughs> like, also got horribly swept in the fight. Like it, I I I get it, but uh, like it's just everyone on this Heat team is either undrafted or like was or thirty eight years old. Makes them powerful. <laughs> uh, the, well, it's actually very similar to that uh, Raptors team, actually. Although, mm-hmm. okay, so let's talk about this undrafted player thing. So the the the. Raptors in 2019 had a lot of uh, late first round or second round picks. Like mm-hmm. Marcus Souls, a second round pick. Uh, Norman Powell's a second round pick. Fred Van Vliet's not drafted. Even Kawhi went like 15, mm-hmm. I think. Mark, yeah, and uh, Kyle Lowry's late first round. Pascal Siakam's late first round. You know, it's a lot of Kyle Lowry. Yeah, just a lot of guys like that. So, sure. um um, there's a little bit of a precedent for that, but but what's weird is that Denver is secretly also like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that they have a couple more high picks, but it's like 
a lot of guys who people didn't believe in. You know, like Jokic, famously, there's a Taco Bell commercial that runs when he's getting drafted. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, like, Aaron Gordon was kind of a washout bust to a degree in Orlando. You know, KCP has been kicked around a bunch of different teams. Uh, Michael Porter was, like, going to be the top pick and went 14th. Like, no one wanted Bruce Brown in free agency. It's Mm -hmm. just a lot of dudes like that. Sure. Uh, I don't have a... I don't really know about Vlatko Conchar's mm-hmm. past, but I feel like he might have felt like he was disrespected at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I think Reggie Jackson got cut by two teams. I mean, he's not playing, but uh, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of dudes like that. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like that might neutralize a little bit of Miami's uh, power in that sense. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is, uh, is it me or is, it, is Eric Spolstra, like, losing his mind, like, in real time? Have you seen him talk lately? <laughs> well, he was like, he said something like, they asked about the altitude and he's like, I'd play this, I'd play this series on the top of Mount Everest if I had yeah. to. Let me tell you that, for someone who has gone not even particularly close to the top of Mount Everest, mm-hmm. everyone would just be throwing up all the time. Mm, except for Jokic. He'd somehow be fine. He'd somehow be fine. He'd be yeah. like, you know, <laughs> you know I, I've chased a horse up here before. <laughs> it's funny because uh, Mike Malone and Eric Spolster are both two of the more intense coaches mm-hmm. in the NBA. Yeah. Um, uh, and I would say that Nikola Jokic seems like not that he isn't a killer on the court, but he keeps giving interviews about like, I don't really care if I'm the best player. Yeah. Uh, Did you like, see that nap story today <laughs> or yesterday? I mean, I, there were just so many. Uh, there was yeah, a yeah. nap story where everyone was talking, all these NBA players, I think it was in GQ. were talking about how, you know, they take naps and what their uh-huh. naps were. And, Jokic, they asked him about naps, and he said, I don't take naps. I get enough sleep as is. <laughs> yeah. Well, he also <laughs> said, like, he said something like, yeah, basketball's not really one of the most important things to me. Where I'm like, that's crazy. But he's just kind of like, I like my family. Like, I love horse racing more than anything. Also, it's back just... to that nap story. Robin oh, yeah, Lopez yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. sets the <laughs> thermostat for his nap to 80 degrees. What? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Brooke? Also and then he does says he that, gets or? no, no. They they talk to Brooke and Robin in the story. <laughs> um. Yeah. And then he says it doesn't matter how hot what what the temperature is when you're under the covers. That's what Robin said. So he sets what? it to eighty degrees and then also gets under the covers. Under the covers. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Is he trying to like drop weight like a wrestler? I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> Um, Robin, you don't have to weigh in before game. He weird. also needs total darkness, total silence. But Brooke uh, puts on episodes of Frasier, Seinfeld, or Friends when he naps. Um, I like that he's loyal to Musty TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wouldn't put on a cartoon because that depends demands. Well, no, The Simpsons attention. was also on his list, I think. Oh. Um, but yeah, <laughs> maybe Disney animation would be the one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to yeah. Uh, uh, Joey, quick question. Sure. You have to pick. You have to pick one of these. Okay. To predict the series. Sure. Okay. Mountains or the beach? 
the beach. Marijuana versus cocaine. I I mean, I know you're sober. Just just I uh, marijuana, I guess. Okay, things to do in Denver when you're dead or pain and gain. Pain and gain. <laughs> oh well, looks like it's gonna be the uh, the heat, Joey. Uh, uh, okay. Sean, is this gonna be a blowout? You know, kind of feels like it, doesn't it? It's funny because I've been like very into heat culture, mm-hmm. um, and I felt really good about. Um, I didn't believe in them against the Bucks, I guess. Um, but uh, I did. I did think they would beat. Anyway, uh, I did think they would beat the Celtics. I don't think they're going to beat the Nuggets. Uh, no, I don't either. My my the extent of my belief in Heat culture is that I think they could conceivably force a sixth game. Sure, I Same. think I think we're going to be looking at something like the twenty twenty finals. I think here. we're looking at a gentleman's sweep here. Okay. I mean, I think um, that's fair. But yeah, this reminds me of the bubble one because uh, they also have uh, an injured guy mm-hmm. that they're going to bring back. And it's sort of like, and it's oh, Tyler oh, Hero. That's a good idea. You know what yeah. that reminds me of? Jameer Nelson. Yes. One of the worst decisions in finals history. Just a terrible Playing idea. Playing Jameer Nelson when he came back injured instead of skip to Milo Rafer Alston, who was yeah. having an amazing series uh, yeah. uh, playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, just like if you're, if he's hurt, he's hurt. Uh, Draymond Green says they definitely should not put him in the rotation. And, you know, that is a subject where I trust Draymond Green. Well, except we, if there's one thing we know about Draymond Green, it's it, it's that he hates guys who are exactly like Tyler Hero so much. He punches <laughs> them. Um, yeah, all right. <laughs> um, by the way, remake that new white man can't jump with Tyler Hero and Jordan Poole. All right. Um, <laughs> I mean, they'd be better actors than the guys they chose. I got about 10 minutes in and... Let, let me just say this. Mm-hmm. At least one person has to be an actor. <laughs> one of them should be an actor. The other guy, the guy who plays the Wesley Snipes role, maybe he's acted in things, but like you need to just get the best actual actor who can play acceptable basketball. Don't get the best possible basketball player who also acts. Mm-hmm. And you can't cast Jack Harlow because um, he acts like me. Like, there are points when you can see him desperately trying not to mouth the other person's lines. <laughs> it's 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 an incredibly bad performance, even going into it thinking it was going to be an awful performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, the, the setting doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense. None of it makes any sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Sean, who's the funniest possible finals MVP? I'm gonna say it's uh, it's okay. So this is this is my scenario for this. Uh, the the Nuggets that the Heat uh really really start doubling Jokic and he gets lots of assists, but he doesn't really score that many points. He's mm-hmm. like facilitating the obvious. He's getting hockey assists. Meanwhile, Contavious Caldwell Pope shuts down Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. and wins an Andre Iguodala Finals MVP. You know what's funny about that is. That is a funny idea, 
But I wouldn't be that surprised by that because KCP was really good in the finals once already. Uh, <laughs> he was really good in the playoffs yeah, all year. I know. <laughs> uh, but I just mean for that that Lakers team, he was like their third best player. Um, yeah. I think the funniest possible finals MVP that's probable is the Heat winning in seven games and Gabe Vincent winning finals MVP. Ooh, yeah, that would be that'd be great. You know, I don't think he was drafted, Joey. No, he was not. <laughs> I mean, also the let's be honest, Michael Porter Jr. is the funniest MVP that's, Finals that's MVP. Um, He's like double or nothing, yeah. double or nothing on a game of two K. <laughs> um, all right, we got one last game we want to play here, Sean, for the finals. At, but before we do that, I want to read you. We have some breaking news. Oh. Nick Nurse just gave his uh, welcome press conference in Philadelphia, and um, he gave the quote, I don't vibrate on the frequency of the past. Ooh, well, is that going to... Is that going to fly with G-Love and Special Sauce, Joey? Uh, I'm going to say he, you know what else he doesn't vibrate on? Minutes limits. Um, (laughs) All right. So, Sean, you want to take turns assembling a team together of list of player people from Denver and list of people from Miami? Yes. One of our favorite things to do. <laughs> so basically, Joey and I will take turns selecting people for a starting five mm-hmm. for these uh, these teams. Uh, I think we should start. Basically, these are just people that are on uh, – wikipedia's list of people from miami Mm -hmm. or list of people from denver we have not really checked these we are just going to trust uh that any of these are accurate okay um with the first pick people Mm -hmm. from denver Mm -hmm. uh i'm gonna pick a person who's been on this show Uh, he's the voice of Comedy Central you can hear him saying Workaholics is next or whatever is on now I'm going to take one of the funniest comedians in the world David Borey oh great what what position is he playing Uh, he's he's playing center okay (laughs) all right well uh, keeping on that Denver front there are way more people than I thought here Mm-hmm. Um, this is almost overwhelming, Joey. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I. That's gonna why pick... I took a person we knew before. I so got um, to reading. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm gonna pick as our as our shooting guard for uh, the city of Denver Nuggets, uh, Neil Cassidy, the poet, mm. and uh, you know, uh, beat generation guy, Jack Kerouac's hero. Uh, Petty Thief mm-hmm. um, and uh, Allen Ginsberg's Lover. Great. <laughs> yeah. Shooting guard. And also because he probably shot up. You know, at, right? Pa- uh, yeah. At power forward <laughs> uh, for people from Denver, I am uh-huh. taking uh, Notorious Racist, <laughs> uh, shitty, <laughs> uh, shitty uh, reality star, great hair. Dog the Bounty Hunter. Dog the Bounty Hunter. Power. I mean, that's his position. (laughs) All right. That's great. Um, And I got to say, okay, so I'm going to go. We have a we have a center. We have a shooting guard. Mm -hmm. We have a power forward. Yeah. At 
at point guard, I'm gonna go with uh, a man. Uh, he's he's from Earth, Wind, and Fire. He has a beautiful falsetto voice. You probably know him from the Phil Collins mega hit "Easy Lover." Mm-hmm. Philip Bailey, Philip Bailey, okay. of Denver, Colorado, is uh-huh. our is our point guard. Uh, I'm gonna take the bench now. Okay. Oh. Um, oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I am gonna take coming off the bench, the, our bench guards, our uh-huh. sixth and seventh man, the rap group tag team. Oh, whoop oh, oh. <laughs> tag whoop! There it is. No tag more team that back trick. again. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna say our our small forward. Mm-hmm. Um, we want someone who's really gonna sink their teeth into this position uh someone mm-hmm. who can brush perimeter defenders aside uh really really bridge this team it's sports writer and tooth enthusiast rick riley rick Great. riley i love a it small forward did not know he was from denver <laughs> i didn't either uh so we need a two guard now or no, a point we have guard, point we have guard. a we have a so the lineup right now is philip <laughs> bailey and Neil Cassidy in the backcourt. Okay. Rick Riley at small forward. David Borey at center. Power forward mm-hmm. is Dog the Bounty Hunter. Uh-huh. And we have the rap group tag team on the bench. Do you want to pick? Uh, just We'll go for a, maybe an eight-man, nine-man Okay, rotation. I'll take one more. Uh, I'm taking as our... Uh, I'm going to take David Fincher off the bench. Ooh, that's um. pretty good. <laughs> um. And then I think rounding out the roster, uh, the Lumineers, yeah, Wesley Schultz yeah. and Jeremiah Freights. That's a good. That's a good squad, uh-huh. right there. Okay. Uh, coaching the team, uh-huh. he may be blackballed from Hollywood, but he's not blackballed here. Another racist, <laughs> bad politics. Tim Allen. Is oh yeah, that's the, the coach. Team. That is um, absolutely right. the coach. Um, <laughs> all right. Wow, now, there are a lot of choices for Miami. I know. Don't I know. get overwhelmed. Um, well, I already see right off the bat who I'm taking first. Yeah, go for it. Um, Dave Barry, columnist and humorist <laughs> from my favorite band, the Rock Bottom Remainders. Oh, they're so um, good. <laughs> um, I don't know what position he's playing, uh, but we're taking Dave Barry first. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to pick some 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 garbage time bench players first Joey. okay great they are related you know they liked having twins it's brooke and nick hogan <laughs> well they're gonna be confused that a man uh-huh. who's just like their dad is playing power forward for the other team <laughs> <laughs> um i'm gonna take <sighs> at small forward Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the great actors of our life, uh, and one of the great uh college cheats, <laughs> even though he let his wife take the fall. William H Macy is oh, playing wow. small forward. Weird, yeah, yeah. he's from Miami. Gotta say, <laughs> I would not have guessed that. I will. I'll say that right now. I feel like we can't take Pitbull. No, you know what I mean. Like it's like he's a member of yeah. the show, so I, mm-hmm. I feel like you can't really do it. Um, all right, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm looking for a center here, Joey. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that's like really 
something I want, but I, I feel like we need to get the center and we need someone who's uh pretty, pretty intimidating and has like thrown his weight around before he's been trained mm-hmm. by a very aggressive manager. I'm talking about Flo Rida. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, I am also going to take someone music based, but he's starting at power forward. Uh, he's a Nepo baby. Oh. Uh, his dad. Um, <laughs> his, I think I know where this his, is going. His dad very famously uh, got really rich. The chain of restaurants where uh, the chefs throw shrimp at you. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm taking DJ Steve Aoki at Ooh. starting power forward. <laughs> pretty tight. Pretty tight. Just going to throw a cake in the dog the bounty hunter's face. Um. My next choice, I think this guy's a sixth man, mm-hmm, but sure. actually he's more of like whatever position like Chris Gatling is mm-hmm, or sure. uh, the Birdman, you know, just mm-hmm. like a like a real energy wild card off the bench. Uh, this guy was not born in Miami. Uh, he was born in Michigan, but he lives in Miami now. Six man Iggy Pop. Oh, I was going to complain about him being on this list. Actually. I mean, it seems unfair, but I, yeah, it's Wikipedia. If it, you can't Iggy Pop that. cannot be, he's from Detroit. You cannot claim him fucking Wikipedia, but I'll allow it because uh, he's on the list. I am oh, going, you know what? You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll substitute him. Sure. Al Capone. Al Capone. Yeah. Six man. <laughs> That's another one I was going to complain about, but fair enough. Um, I think we need a backup point guard who's going to calm everybody down. Okay. And that's why I'm taking folk singer songwriter Iron and Wine to play backup point guard. That's exactly what you think. Also, weird, he's from Miami. (laughs) What, 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 uh, what, uh, what position are we lacking now? Uh, honestly, I think we need a guard. We need guards. Wait, who, yeah, who did you pick? What guard did you? Who was your first pick again? <laughs> My first. Pick. I'm so blown away by all of this. <laughs> who was my first pick? It was um. I took William H. Macy. You took William H. Macy. And then Dave Barry was my first pick. Dave Barry. Yeah. Which 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 guard position is Dave Barry? I think he's a two guard. Okay. He's a little too much of a hot dog to be playing uh, point guard, I think. So I'm, I'm going to pick uh, the point guard. You know guard. what I mean? Dave Barry's calling his own number too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I understand it. Um, so I'd like to... I think we need a veteran point guard who knows a lot about... Uh, the NBA has gotten mm-hmm. like has a real deep knowledge of the NBA and its players. Uh, Larsa Pippen, <laughs> Larsa Pippen <laughs> from the Real Housewives of Miami. All right, how many Scotty Pippen's ex wife and here? Michael Jordan? Well, we, we have a full lineup. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry, Thomas Harris. I was gonna take you, uh, yeah, the creator of Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> I was gonna take, uh, uh, I was gonna take, um, Sorry, we're at Ben Vereen, but mm, that's a good choice. It's not too. really a place for him. <laughs> I am I am happy that uh my my friend comedian Dave Williamson has an extended mm-hmm. Wikipedia entry. Congratulations, Dave. Um 
Sorry to Sofia Vergara. Sorry to Wilmer Valderrama. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. Sorry to <laughs> Stu Gotts. Yeah, sorry to uh, Ava Mendez. Um, all right. Uh, that's our episode. Sean, is there anything you would like to plug? Um, yeah, you can check out. I've, I've got a lot of writing on Yard Barker. I was on the Fast Break Breakfast podcast this week with one of our uh, favorite Keith people Parrish and shows. the great kelly dwyer and this is what i'm gonna plug subscribe to the second arrangement kelly dwyer's mm-hmm. uh excellent basketball newsletter and you can find that at tsa.substack.com mm-hmm. uh and then as for me you can always follow me on twitter at frankie muniz we're on 521.23. I tweeted, I have a feeling this week is going to change my life. Heading to Charlotte tomorrow for a crazy busy week. Can't wait to race at Charlotte Motor Speedway on Friday. Also, congrats to Frankie Muniz for coming in sixth in that race. Um, pretty good. Yeah. He, he actually seems like he's pretty good at uh, uh, race car driving. Yeah. Driving Sean, a race car. I'm also sorry. I'm staring at this list of people from Miami uh-huh. here, and I'm shocked we didn't take Victoria Jackson. I almost Someone who her. always appears in the uh, <laughs> in the alumni the tournament. Madness. Yeah. Um, and you know who I, I think we could have taken as well? Mm-hmm. Because I do think the Miami team needs some some uh, aggression. Orenthal James Simpson. He's the coach. He's coaching He the doesn't Miami count team. either. <laughs> um, well, I guess he's San Francisco. Okay. Then, he's then... either San Francisco or Los Angeles or Las Vegas. I have okay. no idea when he has lived in Miami. <laughs> He lives there now, baby. Uh, uh, I think I Catherine Keener should coach. Uh, Ooh, by the way, yeah, yeah. or Lawrence and Kazdan, one of the one or the two. <laughs> I say Keener put put Victoria Jackson on that staff. It'd be great if she's a team trainer because what do you think her ideas of medicine are? They've got to be wild. Um. All right. Uh. Tr- that's our episode. Trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Let's all just uh. Not vibrate on the past, or the present, or the future. Ladies and gentlemen, there's been a total eclipse of the rookie class. Yet an eclipse, when a brilliant white mass blots out the sun with all its power. It's happening in South Florida, baby. Where have all the covers gone? Where is Thunder Dan? Where's the skinny backup guard to bomb from three-point land? Isn't there a white guy who can go and shoot the three? Don't need to see a block or dunk. I want skin like ivory. I need a Tyler. I'm standing for Tyler Hero, only pass every night. He's not all that fast and he's clearly not strong. At 195, he's pretty light. I need a Tyler. I'm checking out Tyler Hero, cause his handle is tight. His crossover slow, Lafemada bio, and you better believe that he's white. Oh, he's so white. 
Somewhere in Miami, Jimmy Butler's ice wing. Jimmy Buffett's landing from his seat. There's someone spotting up for three. Scrappy with a high IQ and sound fundamentally. Claimed he had dripped before the draft, but he said it politely. I need a Tyler. I want to see Tyler Hero be a coach on the floor. He hangs out with Myers, his shot is on fire, and he's got an excellent credit score. I need a Tyler. I'm rooting for Tyler Hero, he's a tough little fella. He's calmer than hands, bro, shoots better than lighting, and not as depressing as Seller. I need a Tyler. If Tyler Hero is wrong, then I don't want to be right. Ladies and gentlemen, the percussion stylings of Udonis Haslam and the Miami Sound Machine. That's right, he took over for Gloria Stefan. She hurt her back. Down where Capono ripped the nets Where Mike Miller rained from deep If a Olenek goes, there's one white guy we have to keep He's better than Tim Legler was Faster than Steve Kerr Inspiring middle-aged dads like a short Larry Bird like a short Larry Bird, like a short Larry Bird, like a short Larry Bird, like a short Larry Bird. I need a Tyler. I'm standing for town hero on the pass every night. He's not all that fast and he's clearly not strong at 195. He's pretty light.